everyone. So this is B.B. Peters and Dr. Andrew Gould Marks and Jennifer Davis Page coming to you in a very different way. We're apart, but together. This is Boom Goddess Radio, and we're so excited to be tuning in to you and you to us. Welcome, everyone. It's been a while since we found ourselves in this position uh, of being disconnected but connected. And what a different life that we are leading right now at this time, right? You three goddesses, four goddesses, all the goddesses. Yes, you know, uh, necessity being the mother of invention, I think in general, we're seeing a lot of uh, adaptation and creativity and of course, innovation, I mean, for many people who aren't used to Zooming, this is a newfound innovation that's amazingly um, fulfilling. And perhaps it's the only thing we would actually, you know, dress up for possibly, uh, as opposed to anything else, right? So it's, it's like a little optic in our lifestyle. You know, it too was- bad Too bad we didn't think about stock in Zoom because there are so many people that are being newly introduced to Zoom as a result of this virus. The other stock is the one that's um, artificial meat. Uh, it's called BYND. It went from like 25 to like 140 yesterday. Oh. Because oh, people were feeling scared about, and it's delicious, by the way. I've actually sampled it. Where are we buying it? Is it so you're, you've purchased it. Are you ordering it online or are you getting it in the stores? You, can get, you can get it in Sprouts. You can get it in Whole Foods. Okay, uh, maybe me, our next episode will be brought to you by Beyond, it's called Beyond um, Meat. Just saying. Okay, give us, uh, give us that again. Beyond Meat is the name of the product? I think so, yeah. Okay. And, it's, and it's very easy to get. It's artificial Sometimes it's called vegetarian, but it's plant-based. Okay. So it's all um, for you too. So this is one of the ways, right? This is just one of the myriad of ways that we are adapting to the new normal that exists in our lives, in our community, in the country, in the world. Um, and we are super excited because we're able to bring our listeners and to each other the stories of three different people dispersed throughout the country. Uh, we'll connect with a lovely gal from Canada, a man from Oklahoma, and a woman from Tucson. And so during the next three episodes, we'll kind of sneak into their lives to determine what they're about and what they're doing to cope with all of this. And the other thing is that despite all the difficulties that we're well aware of and that have been drummed into our heads through the media, um, and they've been keen on illustrating the worst and the saddest and the most terrifying, we all have experienced moments of goodness, of giftedness, of gratitude. And so we want these next couple of episodes to function, uh, to focus on those things, just to kind of counterbalance the negativity. And it's, it's pretty important that we do for our immune systems and our sense of well-being. I mean, we can only take so much anxiety before our nervous system begins to short out. And we're excited because we're going to be talking to our guests and among ourselves 
and about the different ways that we as a community are developing to cope with what's going on, how we are enhancing our creativity, how we're incorporating nature into our everyday life, uh, how we're picking up new habits and maybe shedding some old ones. And um, then of course, we'll get Dr. Andrea to uh, explore a little bit more with us about the uh, factor, the factors behind anxiety and how meditation and other things that we can do for ourselves can really help us move through this space and time. For sure. And it's, it's another balance between what we do for ourselves and what we can put together or what we receive from the environment. So we always have those two factors that help us balance because it's so easy to lose one's balance in this time. So our interviews are gonna focus more on positivity, optimism, balance, and the like, and kindness. And kindness, I love that you said that because our Jennifer has been talking about this angel of kindness that dropped something off at her door. Yes, the angel of kindness, one, one afternoon, I didn't tell anybody I needed toilet paper. I didn't need toilet paper. I was well stocked. But one afternoon, I was looking out of my window, and there was, at my front door, 18 rolls of paper towels and 36 rolls of toilet paper. So, oh, my, my, <laughs> so my toilet paper and my, and my um, paper towel angel delivered it. And I still don't know who it was. So, it, so I had to pay it forward. You know I had to pay it forward. I have a personal angel, and she also happens to be our Boom Goddess assistant producer. And Amy has really been a trooper going out to all different stores, all safely and all being conscious every moment, and actually delivering those onto my um, doorstep, so to speak, and we haven't had much of a chance to be in each other's presence, but her presence is so felt throughout my pantry and my refrigerator as well. And your hubby shops once a week as well. He gets up early on Mondays, right? And is at the door when the store opens up. So you have a lot of help. Love you, Miss. Well, well, thank you. But I think that one of the things that I get from talking to some other people who are living with men is that the men like to go out hunting. Mm. He seems like he seems to like he gets all prepared, you know, like he's going out to really find these things out in the wilderness of the shopping center. And uh, um, we have one really good, well-organized place near us. But that's been such a pleasure. And hats off. Our hearts go out to those people who are making it possible for all the food to be available and products to be available. Yeah. Grateful. Well, I, I, I found, I, I have a secret. And that is, you know, the stores are opening up for seniors early in the morning. But my early mornings are not available. So yeah, I am the midnight runner. So now what I do is I go to the market every two weeks at 6.30 in the evening. Now what happens at 6.30 in the evening in your local supermarkets is there's nobody in there, A. Two, 
they're stocking the shelves for the next morning. So oh. I go into all the boxes as I'm walking down the aisle. They're they're cutting open boxes so oh. I can go uh, and and get anything I want because they're stocking the shelves. So that's, that's a good hot tip. That's a that's good hot tip. tip. That's right. It, it, it was really remarkable. As I said, nobody's in there and they're stocking and I have access to everything. That's a gift. <laughs> That's a gift. Okay. So, um, any other, I, I, three words came to my mind. Gifts, goodness, gratitude. So, Bibi, I'm going to ask you, even though I have a little advance notice of that, <laughs> tell us about the big gift in your life. Oh, well, um, there is a special man in my life, but the other gift in my life is really just experiencing some of the uh, personal awareness that I've been going through. And I've been focusing on the practice of shifting focus and how that is enabling me to um, move away from perhaps um, some tiring thoughts or some thoughts that are constraining or, um, or even just to get from a noisy mind to a quiet mind. So down the road, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. But truly, the man in my life is a gift and I am grateful for him every single day because we get to do so many things together. I would have been um, by myself, which would have been fine, but I just love how the universe delivers uh, before it's necessary to have someone, a companion, and my life has been incredibly better because of him. So I have to say that is a true gift. Yeah, relationships are amazing gifts. And um, I know Jen doesn't live alone, but she has a niece who lives, is, is she? Uh, I know she has a dog, so that may be sometimes a minus gift. Yes, that, that's sometimes, oftentimes a minus gift. And, but she's here with me and she's working from home now. She's, you know, she works at the, at the co community college and they're all working from home right now. So, um, but the house is large enough that she goes upstairs and she takes her bedroom and she turns it into an office during the day. And then I'm downstairs doing what I do. And, and now I'm sitting in my kitchen, thanks to technology, having this wonderful conversation with um, my boom goddess partners and men and women all over the country. Yeah, so we're all grateful for, we're grateful for this technology that actually works and that actually allows us to have huge groups. Michael was, Michael, my husband, was invited to his, I don't want to say, 1965 reunion, class reunion. And I stopped by as an invited guest. <laughs> wow, they decided to do a class, you know, a class reunion. So I think that, um, I'm grateful for some of my cousins who I never see have reached out. People from years and years ago have reached out because I think now we, we kind of have the time to check in where in our regular busy lives, we might 
fleetingly think of someone we want to be connected to or we want to connect with or ask questions of, we never have the time and it flies by. And so a lot of surprises. I'm grateful for some of the surprises that, yeah. The afternoon of my mother's 96th birthday, all of her nieces and nephews from all over the country, we did a Zoom. That was our, that was our surprise to her. Well, you know, she didn't know what a Zoom was, but she was fascinated by the fact that she saw all of these. She's, she's got uh, 11 nieces and nephews, and she's got, and she had, of course, her grandchildren and her, and her children. And we were all on the screen, and what a party we had. Oh, my. How fabulous. It's amazing that, in a way, the paradox is that though we're missing, you know, we're missing the hugs and we're missing traveling to get there and we're missing hanging out and, and relaxing. In exchange, the universe has offered us this opportunity to be in touch and the time to be in touch. So it really feels like so important to acknowledge both sides of everything. And we're here to illustrate the other side, or at least in this episode, to illustrate the other side. So one of the things that we want to do is we would like to, well, we have invited a guest from another country. Sometimes we think things might be better in other countries, but the guest that we've invited today is a young boom goddess who is working from home, but actually the first thing is that she retired. So Cindy Karnick Davison is a educator. She was actually educator of the year and we'll send a link because it's the most adorable video that got made when she was elected um, to be, to receive that incredible award in the state of Ontario. So when we come back, we will meet Cindy Karnick Davison and we'll have the rest of her accolades on the other side. We want to introduce you to our guest, as we mentioned, Cindy Karnick Davison from Toronto, Canada, Teacher of the Year for Ontario a couple of years ago. She's so award-winning. She is a writer. She's a presenter. She's a guidance counselor. She's a principal, <laughs> a career coach, and someone who has studied positive psychology. She is also a wife. She is mother of two young men and grandmother of four, so three actual children and a baby. So welcome, Cindy, you're still alive. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, welcome. Much. What a lovely welcome. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about the reality of your situation these days. What's the reality of your, you were retired, you're on <laughs> anything but now. Well, I have to admit that retirement lasted about five minutes before I didn't like it very much. Um, I have been known to be called Pink Bunny, 
And um, so it wasn't long before I was back occasional teaching on a daily basis and loving it and running around the city to this school, that school and the other school and making my presence known and felt and bringing all kinds of other wonderful kids under my wings and, and you know, so sharing of heart and mind is my thing and I just couldn't stop it. So that was the fall. And then that um, carried on until this spring when come mid-March, as we all know, school was closed and students sent home and education became a world of online technology that many parents are wrestling with. Uh, many um, have uh, certainly embraced it well and many are wrestling with it. And it's a, it's a new horizon for all of us. And you're also doing tutoring, right? So for those parents who are wrestling, um, it is a wonderful thing that they found or thought about employing or working out a bargaining situation or some kind of bartering situation is what I meant to say um, in cases where a tutor can't be financed in the household. Well, there's the permanent tutoring that happens every day with my grandchildren. So the two older, uh, my Eli who is eight, Lily who is six, they come every single day to school and stay all day and we work online, all of their activities. Technology is not my strength, so I, it's been a learning curve for me as much as it has been for them. Uh, but it's not all online either. Um, you know, they, there's a, the old expression, when you're given lemons, make lemonade. Well, when I'm given snails in my garden, we make snail projects. So I really wanted to tell you about how we throw peanuts outside of our window to the squirrels and actually play games trying to get our peanuts as close to the squirrels as possible. Well, <laughs> tell what they say when they come in in the morning and to see you. What do they, I love you, you mentioned this to me, so I just need well, to actually, it out. First thing out of their mouth, Grandma, can we have waffles with whipped cream and fruit? And that is their daily breakfast. So it's, it's school was spoiling. Come, they get the waffles with fruit. Then we work for about an hour. And then we have a little recess outside. I have a little mini, and I, I, I shouldn't say playground, even though that's what my two-year-old calls it. I have a lovely six-foot swing which almost allows for social distancing in the backyard. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a slide and a garden with flowers and they love it and they love spending time in it. So uh, my two-year-old likes to go out into grandma's playground and the other two just have recess out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so have you found, uh, Cindy, that this uh, routine of serving breakfast to the grandkids and then doing what you just have described, uh, an hour of work and going outside to play and so forth. Is that bringing a semblance of comfort to your life? How is that affecting your life to have that uh, responsibility or that gift? It is a gift. First of all, my grandchildren are my greatest gift. 
of all. They, they definitely top the list. Um, but having them come every day, being able to provide that stability, that consistency in their life, knowing that they're not going to have those gaps is, is really, truly, it warms my heart every day. It also gives me a sense of purpose. And I believe as human beings, that is something that's crucial for all of us, that sense of purpose. And so that is the driving force, love and purpose. And I think, I mean, that really is, is essential for humanity um, in terms of moving forward from this virus, how much we can give each other in, in terms of that and how much we can give to providing that movement forward, not just for ourselves, but for, for others. Um, the other thing is, is, is it's a wonderful balance because it allows me to have a, a magical morning. I ha I'm able to get up, and as um, you know, you mentioned earlier, there's there's some magic in having that routine, the getting up, the reason for getting ready, uh, you know, the reason for doing. Well, I have I have a kind of routine morning anyway, but um, I, I love the ability to contribute, and the same goes for the tutoring. Um, I have families in my life that I check in with on a daily basis and call them to answer their kids' questions and help them maybe write a piece uh, of writing or whatever they may be requested to do. Um, and, and it's great fun and it allows that connection. So here's an all important question. It sounds like a lot of, there's a lot of input and a lot of supply and a lot of gratitude in all of that. I'm just wondering, with all of that, um, how do you take care of you <laughs> personally, privately? How do you take care of yourself these days? When I see Magical Morning, um, and what I would really like to say to, to the listeners is nothing is a perfect science. I, it's a goal, it's something I'm working towards. Some days are certainly better than others. So I would like everybody to understand that we can all work towards something um, and it's, it's a process, it's a journey. But I like getting up, I like starting my day um, with a mini lemon juice detox, um, some quiet time, we can call it meditation, we can call it yoga and stretching. We can call it just being appreciative and looking out my back window into the garden and listening to the bird song in the early morning and watching the sun tinkle on the leaves of the flowers. And to me, that is part of a, an amazingly wonderful, magical morning. So it's being appreciative for those things. It's, it's seeing those things um, and allowing them to um, infiltrate your, your being, I think. You know, there's one thing, a comment that I want to make about the routine, that people who can hold on to their normal routine, in other words, getting up when they were able, you know, when they used to get up, when they were used to getting up, um, if they can't go to the gym, then making, you know, fashioning their own way of working out, making the bed, getting dressed, showering, looking presentable, those people wind up feeling less anxious and less depressed. That's the research shows. So even though it feels like a little tempting to rebel against routine, um, because everything is so out of the ordinary, um, which is counterproductive to routine, I think that if you can keep 
those fundamental pieces in place, you certainly start out with um, less of a risk for mental health issues. Just saying, as a psychologist, <laughs> I have to say that. So what have you noticed about your own eating habits or your own drinking habits? Um, so many people have shifted that. How is it for you, Cindy? Um, actually, a lot of habits. I'd say the eating, maybe I'm taking a little more time to make nicer meals, a little more well-balanced, maybe a little more color. But I've always tried as best I can. Again, not a perfect science, but to eat healthfully. Um, drinking, again, trying to keep well hydrated, all of those sorts of things. For me, the big... No, actually, we meant alcohol. Like, oh, alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol, not anymore, or, okay. or less than usual. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I is an interesting thing? It's really fun to uh, FaceTime a friend with a glass of wine in his. And that is a very relaxing, lovely, calming thing to still do, even though it cannot be done uh, in person. It can well, still- now we're doing that here with you. And I was thinking this broad, having you here from Canada, right? Here we are, our borders are closed. However, we're communicating with each other, right? So thank goodness for technology because through it, with it, we have the capacity to stay human, to keep that human connection, that we're always thriving. And here it is, we're connected even though the countries aren't quite um, accepting of, you know, visitors back and forth at this time. Yes, I agree. And that human connection, I think, is important in other ways, too. You mentioned earlier about anxiety and, and how it can change people's way of interacting. And I had my own opportunity to interact at a bank yesterday. And at first, the manager came over and was disturbed that I was asking a few questions and taking up some time and potentially making the line longer. And I decided that rather than being upset by this interaction or taken aback by it, I wanted to make a human connection with that bank manager. And, I, and he'd never met me before. So I decided to ask to speak with him. And we wound up having the most wonderful conversation and getting to know one another. And it turned out to be the most positive, positive communication between the two of us. And if we could have shaken hands or hugged, we would have. Mm. And um, it, it just shows that if you take a minute to just step back and, and look for that humanness and that kindness and realize that everybody's in the same boat, has that same anxiety, it, it helps, it helps. You know, it's so wonderful that you mentioned that because so many of us have experienced surprising things, whether in combination with anything else or by itself, surprise. So we want to really thank you, Cindy Karnick-Davison. We could definitely do a whole other episode. Thank you so much for joining us and hope to speak to you soon. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And stay tuned for part two and three, uh, which we will be doing over the next few weeks and talking with other folks 
Uh, and this is B.B. Peters, Dr. Andrew Goldmarks, and Jennifer Davis-Page signing off for the time being. Boom Goddess Radio, we want to say thank you to all of the essential workers all over the world that are keeping us safe. And now you've heard from us, we'd like to hear from you. Visit us at boomgoddessradio.com. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com, and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs.